1: From the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Ligering and Terry Munther. Well, good morning. This is Pete Peters, the director producer of the show, and Tom has just called in. So we're going to go ahead and bring him online right now. Tom, when you're ready to go, the music is played, and uh, you're good to go. Thank you. Good morning,
0: Hello, and welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering, and each month we get together on this program to discuss and share ideas for meeting personal and financial goals and improving the quality of our lives and the lives of others. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in the book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, and we hope you'll join in the conversation by calling or emailing us with your thoughts and comments at blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomerandbabe or www.successorfailure.org. Welcome. We're on, maybe a few seconds too late. Sorry about that, listeners, and Pete, thanks for hanging in there with us. And uh,
1: Tom, good morning again. Good morning, Terry. This, this is, it seems like, I mean, I've been up since 4 o'clock. <laughs> you'd, I've, I've been to one meeting, but you'd think I could uh, be on time for this because this is really uh, exciting today. Some of the topics that we have to talk about. Uh, we're looking at, uh, we're in the process of putting together our first uh, GPS. Golf Program in Schools program that will be held at Peoria High School here in uh, Peoria, Arizona, and we have 43 girls in our class in a class, and we'll have 27 boys in a class. And we start at 11.03 on March 9th.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and so we've
1: we've got this down to some pretty finite. It's more than a concept now. Uh, now we're just, uh, in fact, Terry and I today will be talking with you about how we put a program together that is going to help the kids see the advantages of of their education and understand that they can have anything they want. If they're willing to work for it, the idea of breaking out of the mold of uh, uh, economically being economically disadvantaged is completely in the hands of of the people. Everybody can talk about the macro economy. You can like the government or hate the government or be in between, but it's still up to the individual to to move forward. In the book, success or failure. The choices yours couldn't be any more true today than when I wrote it. I mean, every and day We, it's that we way. talk
0: each month on this program about success or failure, as we said in the opening, um, <clears throat> and helping the lives of others. And that is really, this is kind of a different term for us. We typically talk about how to assist people in business or uh, get that next job or, or help a business uh, with their employees even be more successful. But this is along the same lines, but a slightly different turn in that we're still talking about improving our lives and the lives of others, but really it's through improving the lives of our youth. And, and, you know, if you just follow that road, it doesn't take very long before you figure out that if our youth is more successful, our society is more successful, and we are more successful. And so it really all ties together very nicely. And so while we're going to talk a little bit today about the GPS, the golf and public schools program that we're initiating, um, we want to keep the same vein of, you know, how can we help kids then, uh, and how can you help kids? And so we hope it all ties together for you if, if you're listening to this thinking, you know, how do I improve my life? Well, I think you can improve your life by helping improve the lives of others too, and especially kids. And so the, the program, and, and Tom has more details, I'm on the board of directors <clears throat> and now with 30-plus um, years of experience in public education, I, I think I've got a, a good handle on, on the needs. I don't have all the solutions, obviously, but this is certainly uh, one one great idea that can help, help kids. In, in our business of education, we're always talking now about career readiness. and and additional training, (coughs) excuse me, post-secondary education. And so really what what this program will do is, uh, while it teaches kids a sport, it's really much more than that. As Tom says, we're going to also introduce kids to the employment opportunities, the education opportunities, and so it really is kind of a, a full service deal, using golf really as the introduction. And you can share
1: more details, Tom. Yeah, it's it, what we're what we're looking at is is I'm I'm rewriting my book because it's been shown that people only read one chapter, mm-hmm. and most people do not buy books; they're given books. And so they'll look at it, and they might read the introduction. And this is the whole point of how do we help people get started. And so in talking, Terry and I have talked about this quite a bit, and so that's why we developed this program, GPS, helping people, helping students find their way. That's the GPS of life. And once you figure out what you want, and you start living like you deserve that you deserve the best things in life you deserve whatever you're willing to work for instead of uh being in a society where people think that i exist therefore i have needs therefore you should take care of me it's we have to look in the mirror and take care of ourselves it's like when i when i'm doing some research on on helping kids, and the reason I'm working with this program to help the kids is because in some cases where they're economically disadvantaged, the only thing the kids have seen is the role models of their parents. I I work at Eve's Place helping victims of domestic violence. And when you figure it out that some of the people that are victims have seen that behavior in their family, and they think that's how they should live. It's okay for me to be a victim because that's how my mother did it. You know, and that's what my father did. So that's how life is. But we want to break this cycle. There's 24% of people in the United States that in some way or another have been affected by domestic violence, and that's just one of the points. The other thing is this idea of fifty percent of the people in the country are forty-seven. I guess Mitt Romney said forty percent, forty-seven percent are are getting uh, government benefits without contributing. Uh, the 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 point is they're really, in my words, this is just me personally. They they're becoming slaves to the system. They they don't. Their, their initiative has been taken away. And what I'm saying to people is look in the mirror. There's the person that can help you. We're just going to offer you solutions or a pathway so that you can get out of these, these problems. I I am on the Peoria Education Foundation. And this last month, part of my my job was to help give out $17,500 dollars in scholarship money. Well, the kids would submit an application and it was, a, it was a complete application. They had to go through the questionnaire and this is to get like $500 yeah. to help them with their college <clears throat> education. And in some cases, that'll buy them two books. Yeah, but if you get a couple of those it starts adding. On, yeah. So, yeah, but the point is that they had to write these these, they had to get a, a, a recommendation. They had to complete the forms, and they had to write. One of them, one of the groups, was people that were academically uh, were were competing for academic reasons, and the other group was competing because they did community service, and they overcame a lot of personal obstacles. Well, I did. I looked at 23 of these applications, and everybody got an award. Every every one of these people did get some money to help them in the graduation. But I want to tell you, in reading through those stories, if the individuals that are listening to us could hear what these people had to say. There's one girl, she was in school and basically even dropped out for a while. But she had to turn her mother into Child Protective Services. They put the mom in jail. The mom gets out a little bit later and got custody of the other two kids, her siblings. And she uh, filed for emancipation at age 16 to get away from the mother. Today, one of her siblings is dead, was killed in a drug... Bust or whatever, and a, g- a drug operation, and the other one's in jail, and this child that made the application for the for the thing, she has a 1.9 grade point average for four years of high school, and so if you look at that, you say, well, okay, they had a tough life, and where's she going? It's One point, 1.9. But
0: she's passing and and, well, and still in the, school.
1: The difference is in her senior year, she was a 3.5. Wow. So here's a person who found herself through all this kind of adversity, but it's she that's lifting herself up, and she's saying that she got some help, not people giving her stuff, but people that believed in her and encouraged her to do the work she needed to do to get those grades.
0: Right. And I think that's the focus of the show today, really, is is not giving these kids anything other than believing in them and supporting them. I mean, the one thing I know from being in the business so long is, you know, the stories you're sharing are are certainly prevalent enough. But there's also um, great kids who are doing great things. I mean, that's a great kid, too. But, I mean, kids who are not having that sort of adversity, kids who are not having the poverty issues, who are just looking to improve themselves. Right. And the thing I like about the GPS program, as I said, it's kind of a full meal deal in that the curriculum that we're looking at offering, certainly, um, is physical in nature. So, you know, the uh, First Lady would love it because yeah. we're talking about physical fitness. And I always think the more that we can, <clears throat> I've told you this, the more we can get kids active. Active. <clears throat> they're going to learn. They're going to be alert. And so we, we've got to make sure that as we develop this program, the kids are active, but they're also learning not just skills, but they're learning career opportunities. They're learning about themselves. They're learning politeness. They're learning manners. They're learning etiquette. And so if you put all that together in a package, that's an excellent curriculum package, as well as the career awareness. I mean, you, you've yeah. spoken before, and maybe you want to mention again, what are the career opportunities in golf that yeah. – that high school students may not even think about.
1: This this is one of the <clears throat> the two main thrusts of what we're doing is we're showing kids that there are careers available in golf. There's twenty two jobs and career opportunities through golf. Like here at Sun City Country Club we have a restaurant and there's uh chef jobs like the school we're going to, they have an agronomy class, and they maintain a, a, a golf-type facility where the kid's are actually learning how to do that. Um, and that's one of the reasons I selected this particular school. The, and the other reason is there's a lot of economically disadvantaged kids that attend it. It's a Title I school. So uh, the the careers that are available, like I say, there's 20, 22 of them. It goes all the way from being... Uh, a custodian that's doing menial jobs to uh agronomy to being a um uh the person the the uh <coughs> superintendent that has to have pest control licenses has to have uh uh spray licenses to use chemicals there's all types of different jobs that are out on the course and maintaining it uh how do you take care of uh, trees? arborist, uh, working in the kitchen, uh, managing the kitchen, um, being the owner of a restaurant. Well, and yeah. all the way
0: to retail. Pro,
1: yeah. And pro
0: shops. And pro shop selling retail. Selling, let alone being golf professionals, you mm-hmm. know, at some point. The only thing I disagree with you with oh, <laughs> is totally that custodians case. are a menial job. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I think they're an integral job to, to any operation, yeah. you know, Um I, and I mean that sincerely. You know, I never want kids or anyone to think uh, that's a that's a wonderful job. It, it it pays well, and and it takes skill, and it usually takes someone who can communicate well,
1: and and that sort of thing. No, I didn't mean to demean <clears throat> the the, right. the that job or any job. It's just that there's. I'm just saying it goes from the. From the bottom pay scale to the top scale. I just wanted to clarify Yeah, No, I appreciate that. (laughs)
0: It's a great side story uh, that I was told one time about the NASA program and, and the Apollo program in particular going to the moon. And they were interviewing the astronauts and the scientists, and the interviewer was leaving at the end of the day, and the only one left in the building was the custodian. And he asked the custodian, he says, so what is it you do here? And the custodian said, I help put a man on the moon. There you go. And, and that's did. right. And, and he, he did, did. Because he was the person that made sure the facilities were available <laughs> for them and, right. and, and, and in good shape and that sort of thing. And I just thought, I, I love that answer, I helped yeah. put a man on the moon. And I know I've I shared many times that story with, with custodians in our public schools. And, and I said, you're... Your job is to help kids be successful. Not right. not to play in the building.
1: Right. And yeah. No, see that that I I I I think a lot of times that we say I say stuff as as matter of fact and it's I don't really think it all the way <laughs> down to, that, to the to the bottom line and, and it is whatever that's why I say there's twenty two jobs or career yeah. paths. Now and
0: really, there's movement within that
1: yeah and and even if if you're in a in a low paying job, if you're flipping burgers at at Burger King or wherever, that doesn't mean that that you have to have that job forever, but whatever job and this is one of the things that we try to do in the book is show people that it's reaching whatever level. You want to reach right. and knowing that it isn't you're not stuck with having to be at a certain level if your parents uh are custodians and meaning the the lower end of the economic pay scale, that doesn't mean that's how big your world is, and this is what success or failure it the choice is yours means. I can choose wherever I want to be, and the opportunities to get that are there. Mm-hmm. So part of what we're trying to do now, here in Arizona, we, which I'm sure is in most school districts, there's tremendous uh, impact of money that's necessary to keep our schools in place. And our governor, um, whether you agree with them or don't, is trying to figure out how to get – the most bang for the buck that is going into the schools and trying to figure out how to get more of the, the funds there. But in Peoria, the largest employer in the city is the the school district. They have the most... Right. That's very typical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and people think, oh, well, let's cut the amount of money. Let's They can always cut. And it's true. They can always cut. But... They've already cut twenty four million dollars from their budget, <laughs> so what did that what do they have to cut? They have to cut some nurses they have to cut some um uh, well let's see I, I some other places librarians they had to cut they have <coughs> to cut back on services that would help the kid the children be be more productive in their yeah. in their school and uh, I've been since I've been on the Peoria Education Foundation, where we're trying to raise money to get scholarship money for the kids. Uh, that's one of the reasons that I'm so uh, encouraged with our GPS program is because there's four billion dollars of of allocated for scholarships in the U.S. every year. Now. Just think of the impact of that. Well, that's that's one phase of it. There's a lot of scholarships available. And there's scholarships for kids that are uh, underperforming academically mm-hmm. because of um, <coughs> circumstances that they have to overcome. There's okay. help for those people. There's mentoring for those people. But what I'm looking at is Scholarships in golf. Right. And so we, in, in our program, I have uh, a PGA professional with 30 years' experience that's going to be the main teacher. I have uh, uh, a gentleman from PGA National that's going to introduce the class. Our first class is going to put together a, a, a program in class number one to actually introduce the kids to golf. Our program is not so much to make these people become lifelong golfers or be a PGA, take up Tiger Woods' place mm-hmm. and make million a million dollars a a week. That isn't, that isn't the point. The point is if they have the talent, we want to be able to help them move on to like First Tee where they can go and be in tournaments and get that kind of experience. But if they're Financially unable to do some things, we want them to be introduced to golf so that they can see that if it is something that they want in their life, they can decide to design their financial part of their life to include golf. Yeah, that's that's part of it. I
0: I think we're we're using golf as the theme that Mm -hmm. we build around. You know, right? It it is the tool, if you will. It's not the outcome. No. Um, And and as
1: so, oh, I like that.
0: So that's we're, exactly it. We're, we're really hoping. I mean, because I would imagine, and I can't speak for for the kids, uh, but I would imagine most of them have not thought about a career in golf, most, um, or really given golf much thought. You know, kids today, um, obviously, football's big, basketball's big, baseball still, uh, you know, but golf seems kind of out there, I think, for a lot of kids, or slow, or something old people do. But if you look at careers, if you look at income of professional golfers, you know they're right up there with, with any other professional sport. But I think what we're trying to do is use it as that tool, as the hook to say, here's a sport you may not have thought about. We hope you have some fun swinging the club and hitting the ball. And along the way, let's talk about life itself and choices and etiquette and being a good person. Oh, and by the way, you don't have to be a professional golfer. There's a lot of career opportunities. And, oh, by the way, did you know there's X amount of scholarships in the golf field that are not even applied for? Right. And so if you're thinking about post-secondary education, it, that's another opportunity. So, so you've got the skill itself, you've got the enjoyment of the game, you've got the employment opportunities, you've got the career opportunities, and you've got life lessons. That's five five things in one curriculum. Um, and, again, as you talked about, the, the difficulties with financing in public schools, we're offering this to them for free,
1: free. <laughs> which
0: is where you can come in as a listener if, if you have golf equipment you'd like to donate, if you'd certainly like to donate to the program, um, we're just trying to do everything we've just said, um, and not charge the school districts, and and make sure that the kids have access, and, have and that's access what it's all and about. And have a
1: good experience, right? See, and,
0: and so you might tell anyone who is listening who says, "Oh yeah, I've got some equipment I could donate, or I'd like to get involved with this in some way." How would they?
1: That make they can that contact? contact me here at at Sun City Country Club. Uh, I'm. Uh, you can reach me at tom at suncitycountryclub.org. org. will run together, no caps. I I answer about uh, 450 to 600 emails a day, so it, it takes me 24 hours sometimes <laughs> to get back to you, but I will. Our address is uh, 9433 North 107th Avenue, Sun City, Arizona, Eight five three, five, one, and you can write to us, you can send us equipment, you can bring it by, you can drop it off. What I'm looking for is uh any child's golf equipment that you have, especially putters uh, i I mean I don't need uh just a everything, but if you have some clubs that are that are still usable. And most people don't wear them out. Yeah, they just buy some new ones because that's the latest thing on the market. So I'm just saying, go into your closet where you keep your clubs, and take the ones that you don't need and bring them on in. But that's that's a way to help. The other way to help is we are looking for people that want to be part of our group and what I call a mastermind group. I want people that will help us utilize what we're putting together to make the teaching package as strong as possible, to make the the learning package as strong as possible, and then be able to eventually supply some type of benefit as an ongoing thing. So you don't just come and say, Hi, good to meet you, here's all this stuff you can learn. If you just do it by yourself, go do it. Right. We need mentors that will will help out in any way possible. So that and I have I don't know how to work that out with the schools. I mean, I we have to you have to get clearances, background clearance checks, and all and that stuff. Sure. So uh-huh. and that, by the way, it, there's five of us involved in the in this teaching program, and uh, and what we're we all went through our our background checks and stuff like that so we can be on campus. We've o- done our paperwork. And March 9th, we are going to start, move forward with our program. But this is a pilot program. Now, there's three. They do a lot of good. Yep. They are in 6,000 schools in the United States. They have a lot of programs. And they've actually brought a their first person is now pay, playing on the PGA He's a professional, one of the top 124 golfers in the world, and he came right through the First Tee program. So that is a career path. If you have the skill and determination, you can take that path too. But I'm really looking to be able to help the kids. So part of what we're doing, we're trying to get ideas to develop this program, and that's why I'm talking about a mastermind group where we can have people that would that have backgrounds in education or backgrounds in career paths, because one of the things I'm I'm trying to do I, and this is just in the works. We would like the school to, on the ninth week to bring the kids to the club, and I have docents here that have volunteered that w- they will take the kids through the different programs and show them the 22 jobs, show them how to, that they belong at a club, how to act when you come to a country club, how to act and how to be part of a higher economic demographic. And doesn't matter where you came from. If you know how to act when you're in this other situation, that'll help you as you grow through your life, too. So we are going in at Peoria High School. We will be teaching the freshman class uh we are going to um, go in and we get forty five minutes for the boys and forty five minutes for the girls. They're two separate classes so we do that. we repeat the class and we're developing our, our that golfing part of it and we I'm very very happy with with the progress we've made there. And as I say it is a work in progress but this whole idea of the career paths, of how you take the kids and how we work to benefit the kids and how we get more benefits to them. And then I'm looking for sponsors that want to help. I personally, at my age, am not going to take this to be a national program. I mean, that's not on my my bucket list. My bucket list is to get it started and to get some people that do want to take it national. I am working with First Tee, um, they here in phoenix they just had a their director has been uh elevated to another position and he's done such a great job he really brought first tee up it was waning and to be nice and now it's a very viable program again but they mostly get kids and and they introduce it in the grammar schools and then they bring kids into a facility where they uh play and they learn they're actually being taught golf, I'm more looking at showing the kids that it isn't just golf, it's the benefits that you get from golf right
0: That's an introduction to the world of golf and everything that it entails, which I think I think is good. So that's GPS. Uh, We're kicking it off March 9th. We'd love your help if you're interested in any of those ways uh, that Tom said. And really it fits right into the book that Tom's written that we've all talked about, you know, success or failure, where we're asking you and people who read the book to look forward and what does success look like for you. And what we're doing here is opening the curtains of a window for kids who may not have thought that success for them may include golf. And so it it really fits in, I think, with, with the lessons of your book, Tom, with the lessons that, that we're teaching um, just using golf as a tool. Uh, and it, we hope people well, like the idea, are interested in it, and would like to be
1: involved. And if there's anybody that wants to help <coughs> sponsor it, um, right now uh, the Sun City Country Club is the main sponsor. We are talking to some other people that, have the same interest in helping kids and uh the, the the schools cannot do it all on their own anymore. I mean different people are looking for different ways to, to do this. They're going to uh charter schools or, but the public schools are chartered with educating everybody. Yes. And so a charter school can say you're a bully. Go home.
0: Maybe I don't know the rules in Arizona. I don't you know, know all of them because they're but funded with public
1: school money, so maybe yeah. not. I no, don't, they they, don't know. they they do have the right to they? take people or not take people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, because it's private, still private business. Yeah. I mean, they do have certain things that they that they have to. And I I I'm not an expert on on education. I just know that the public schools educate uh, Peoria school district educates 37,000 kids. Wow. Their their superintendent was just awarded the superintendent of the year for Arizona and he was a very close runner-up for a national, national honor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that just happened. I mean, uh, uh, Mr. Santarelli is I've I met him several times and he is a blessing to have in a school district. He is really passionate about helping the kids. And I've in fact, uh, next next week, uh March sixth I'm going on a tour of we're gonna have a tour, uh the district's putting on a tour and we're going on bus and go see the, the different things in the in the um in the community and see what's going on. And Part of that is you find where they need help. Sure. And I went on one through Leadership West. Uh, I'm a member of that. And we had to, not had to, we went on a a fact-finding tour, and they showed us kids in in grammar school and high school. And I can just tell you, I mean, I hear all this stuff, Arizona schools are at the bottom of the list. Well, maybe the schools are, but these kids are really, they are really impressive. I yeah. mean, we went into a couple of classes, and the teacher had, I'm sure there were 30 kids in the class. I mean, I didn't count them, but I mean, I came through parochial schools, and there were 40 kids in my classes, all of them. And, but there was no discipline problem. I mean... We did not want the teacher ever to call our parents.
0: I mean, it was
1: worse at home than it was ever going to be at school. So there was no discipline problem. That, but that's things have moved on to where it is today. So there's parents are – I won't even go there. But I probably went too far on that anyway. But the the point is there's a difference in how I was raised and a difference in how the kids are raised here today. But the kids are so sharp today, and so nice, and so wanting to learn. I, I mean, I was in a, a grammar school in the district, and I was talking to a third grader in class. I mean, they they ask us to to talk to the kids and see what they were doing, and I'm talking to this little third grade kid, and he and I had a conversation about the Great Barrier Reef. You know, I mean, he's telling me stuff and I dove on it. So I yeah. I mean, it's I don't I don't want a little part of it. It's 1500 miles long. Yeah. So I'm not an expert on it either, but I I did see it. He was almost an expert on it. And he's a third grader. You know, yeah, two,
0: we just have great kids, it, you know. It's, and they've got to learn so much more, yeah. they've got to compete so much more in a world economy that we never yeah. even thought about. So, you know,
1: there's a lot
0: more, I don't know about pressure, but there's a lot more expectations, obviously, for kids. And, and you know. And then that's I tough. think
1: opportunities, too. And
0: opportunities.
1: That's, right. that's the right. other side of the coin, because as as the kids are being taught, <clears throat> the things that I know by the time you get to college, it, and if you're graduating from high school and you go into college, they know they have traditionally prepared people for jobs. I mean, the major corporations would give the schools grant money to work on different projects to uh, to hire the people to hire the people yeah. uh, to find to, yeah. to find the ones they wanted to hire first right. of all, right. and they got the training they needed to can do to promote these large corporations which is fine but nowadays there's not as much loyalty to a company there's finding a career that you like and a big part of my book and and trying to teach people is it's not all about making money and just keeping going up in the money trail part of it is where where are you going to be happy, and satisfied, knowing that the definition of success, and that's what I say, success or failure, okay, the definition of success is reaching your goals. Well, happiness is wanting the goals that you've reached. And so I'm trying to get people to now look at where do you want to be and what makes you happy and how much money does that take. So when we were looking at the book it's the same principles that I'm trying to show the kids yeah. is yes here's a game that you can play for your entire life I'm 76 and today at 11:28 I'm going to go play golf you know I mean that's part of my life I I do that once a week and so the the idea is that it's a life thing that you can do I couldn't go play football, or something like that. <clears throat>
0: yeah, and that—that's the game part that I—I I hope we can teach the kids is, you know, this is a game with skills that that you can retain and you can do for a lifetime. But I, I really liked what you said, and we're kind of getting back to the overall population here that may be listening. Is—is is the, the piece about successes meeting your goals and happiness is being satisfied
1: it's satisfied you,
0: that, you want the things you've reached that you've reached I, I like that and I I I think again for anyone who's hasn't you know that's exactly where the book goes and it's a step-by-step workbook if you will and uh, I know just kind of to shift topics in the last few minutes that we may have you you're starting a rewrite and kind of with the point being, let's get people all the way through the book. <laughs> right, it, you it, might want to talk
1: about that for yeah. Your minute. It's it's really uh, it's really uh, it's a different place in in doing my businesses that I've been involved in. There's a there's a an org chart that I use that's quite different from other people. It's how you put things together and to get started there's a step process that takes you to happiness. And I'm trying to put how you get started first. If, if you go on our, our website, successorfailure.org, just click on that and you'll see our website's up. It's It's been kind of static. I haven't added new things to it. But you can go there and look at it and you'll get an idea. But in... Now I'm interviewing people that i've that have had the book, and I'm now looking at has it helped you well, some people I talk to say, "Well, I know all that stuff i i you know they're older, they've been through different things, and they say yeah i it was it was nice the way you put it, but i I know those stories, and then my question is, are you happy with where you're at now?" Well, <laughs> you know, now we're now we're talking. Okay, you didn't use the stuff that you've heard. Well, how do you how do you get people to use the stuff that they've heard and they they like it? They know it's it's the it's going to take them where they want to go. Um, and the that, difference
0: being that your book, if they truly use it, is action items. <clears throat> they actually have to write have to think I mean we all can think and and we all can say yeah I get the general principles I know that already right but until you are writing an action plan until you're writing uh, you start with an epitaph which really is talking about where do you want your life to be when it's all said and done and how do you get there and you're taking goal setting and you're working day-to-day with almost a a to-do list and calendars. And do you have things down and can you see them? And have you taken action steps? What did you do yesterday regarding steps in the book? Right. Their answer would be nothing. So really where you're trying to get to, I think, is how do we get people um, initiated or uh, motivated would be the better word, to take the action steps that you have in the, in the workbook.
1: That That's exactly it. See, in, in the, this business model that I've used, it starts with Division 7 before Division 1, and that's because any business or any venture you're going to go on, if you're going to learn to play golf or you're going to go to college or you're going to start a business or you're going to take on a new job, the first thing you have to do is decide to start it. Okay, I I want to be a millionaire. And I want to be a millionaire tomorrow and the next day. But I'm not doing anything today to do it. I go down and I spend $5 for a cup of coffee in the morning. But I don't have any money, so I can't be a millionaire. And I go out and buy a car for $30,000 and I'm 25. Well what I'm helping out the economy the government told me that if I'm a consumer I'm helping the economy but I'm not helping me so i look at how does how does a person how does a person get started how do they get over the fact that they're a consumer and become a producer and be a productive person so you have to in order to start you have to visualize what it is that you want. Where, do I want a certain career? Do I want to improve where I'm at in my career that I'm on now? Do I want to totally get out of this stupid career and get into something else? Do I want to be a PGA pro playing golf and making a lot of money? <laughs> you know, those are those are all things. But you have to actually sit down with a mirror in front of you, look at yourself, and talk out your goals Get your goals in your mind. Where do you want to be? When you die, what do you want your life to say about you? What is going to be left because you were here? And how did you improve the uh, the lot for your family? First of all, for yourself. Yep. If you don't take care of yourself first, then you miss the whole point because you can't help others if you can't help you. So you work with yourself. And figure out what's going to make you happy okay what goals do i need to reach to make me happy and sometimes you find out it's the striving that mm-hmm. makes you happier mm-hmm. than it's the achieving
0: yeah. so
1: then you can keep moving your goals up if you want to and you keep striving well okay if i got all the money i need like people that get the uh, hit the lottery and they get 100 million dollars or whatever number, it only takes them about five years and it's all gone. Yeah,
0: a lot of times that's true. That's the,
1: that's the history yeah. of it because they had no plan for what right. to do with it when they got there.
0: And then not just the plan, but where I always go to is is our, our to-do lists and our actions on a daily basis. Right. Um, one of the things I have done forever, still do, um, drives my wife crazy sometimes, but I do it at work as well, is you know this is not original by the way um i have a to do list every day so i take um you know the first few minutes of every day or even the night before and what things do i want to accomplish tomorrow to feel
1: successful about tomorrow okay one day what are you going to do tomorrow <clears throat> to, to, what do i what am i going to write tonight that i have to do tomorrow yeah. so at the end of the day i'll be successful and i'm a morning person so i do it first thing in the morning right when okay. i
0: get up Frankly, I'll sit with my cup of coffee and do my to-do list. And it will, if I'm at work, it will be things having to do with work. But I also have a little. Then I draw a line, and what are the personal things yeah. I have to accomplish? Yeah. At the end of every single day, I hope everything is crossed off, right. because what that tells me is I've really taken action. I haven't just thought about it. I haven't just said I know what I need to do. Right. I know that. Yeah. No. I I did it. I took an action today. And you know what I do, which is kind of odd? I keep all those. Oh. I, I have them by day. You know, so it says September 9th, September 10th, okay. 2012, 2000. You know, I know that's probably silly. But what it does for me a lot of times, especially when I was working every day as a in, in the education business as a superintendent, I could look back the previous year and see how I accomplished something. It also gives me kind of a calendar of events. More importantly for my bosses, it always gave me a calendar of events of what I did. When they said, so what did you do with the pay we give you, you know? How did you earn it? (laughs) So, I mean, every week I would send a a letter to my board of directors about things we accomplished, and I did it right off that to-do list. And it wasn't just part of the job. It was for me to say, I've set goals, I have an action plan, but more importantly, I do something every day that I can write down and cross off that I have taken a step toward that action plan when when we talk to people who are looking for work, you know, or we talked to homeless veterans a couple of years ago, right. remember, and one of the hardest things for them to conceptualize was what are you going to do tomorrow
1: yeah
0: you know and and you I remember you were saying, well. Why don't you go talk to certain people in this business, or uh, read this book, or talk to this counselor, whatever it may have been? And okay, I will.
1: Yeah, but they don't. They did. Yeah. Not
0: all, but yeah. some. And yeah. so we talk to them about let's do a to-do list. Yeah. I know, and I don't. I, that's probably belaboring a very simple idea, but the idea that we're trying to talk about when you're rewriting the book for me, that's what strikes home. Is that's an action. That's today. It may be five things today. It may be that I'm going to make a call to a prospective employer. It may be that I'm going to read a book. It may be that I'm going to go to the library. It may be something that simple. Yeah. But at the end of the day, oh, I said I was going to go to the library and do some research. I did. Yeah. That's one action step down. What's the next one? Right. Uh, and I think if, if we as individuals can move forward on a day-to-day basis, I think, Tell my kids this. You know, at the end of the day, I have to look back and say, "Was well, this a successful day?" Yeah. Because there aren't that many days.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you but don't, don't want to waste you're this
1: age. You, <laughs>
0: and how many of us are gone through are the numbers. day and 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 someone says, "What'd you do today?" I,
1: said, I don't know, but I was busy. Yeah, busy all day. But uh, I don't. I don't know. Taking up space. That's right. But yeah, See, and, it, and this what, allows more control. Yeah. What what you're what you're doing? I I I happen to do the same thing uh i don't do it as religiously as you do and i i i'm trying to make a commitment to do that but one of the things that i do is at the end of the day i look at my list and the things i did not do now go to the top of the list for tomorrow yeah i have sure. to start yeah. there yeah, just and i don't have to finish it. finish it i have to do something about it right and i can even say i'm not i'm done with that i'm never going to do that again. I don't want to do that. I get, That's my choice. I get to do that. But if I really want it and I know it's something that's going to go toward what I'm doing, what I've found out is I do my list and then I prioritize it. So I get a one, but sure. i got to start yeah. first. And what I usually do, because I don't like confrontation, so I generally, if I have to confront something, I get that out of the way yep. first. The and first. Yeah, do the stuff first. I found out that if I just start out with that toughest one, I get it done, and about 10 or 10.30, I don't have much to do the rest of the day. I, can, hey, well, I well, got it's all easy calendar, after that. My yeah. calendar opened up. I'm not carrying the burden Because you will carry it all
0: day. That. You're going to say, oh, I have to have that tough yeah. conversation yeah. later today. Yeah, right.
1: I, I agree. I, it, it's something that... People just uh, don't don't really pick up that quick. But if you have something that's bothering you, and just write it down so that you get your subconscious mind to start working on it, so you will remember it and you will work on it. And that's that's the beauty of and, it. And
0: the nice thing about what if you do the tough stuff and it's on your list, so a really tough conversation with an employee or an employer, and you know, I just read it, and you get it done, and you have it on your list and you cross it out, the rest of the day you get to look at that and say, God, I'm glad that's yeah. done. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it does make your it's day all, better.
1: It's all part of it. And see, this is this is exactly where we're, we're trying to get to with people. And I'm going to try to impart some of this to the kids that to help them find their way and I'm not trying to make them, like I say, PGA pros, but I want them to get started on their life. They're freshmen in, in school. I remember, I have a very good memory about long term, and I remember being a freshman and how odd it seemed, you know, because it was so different from grammar school. And then you get in there and and you have to figure things out. But it's, The whole idea is to start. You have to make the decision that you're worth it, that you deserve all the things you think that you want to have in your life. And if you want to have a new car, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a new car. But I'm saying that the goal of life, of having the financial backing or wherewithal to do the things you want, sometimes is when you get to the point, and this is what I want people to do why they go through this whole thing about success or failure. Most people work for money. And the goal is is to get money to work for you. And if you start out young enough with that, what I want is my money to work for me. So when I'm home sleeping, because money works 24 hours a day, so if I'm home sleeping and get my five or six hours, that is plenty for me. But... I don't want my money to sleep five or six hours. I want it to be working and churning and burning as they say. So what you you want to do is you want to know, A, that you're worth it, that you can have the things that you want, that they're all possible. This country, I mean, I've traveled a lot, and there's places where what I'm talking about cannot happen and will not happen that doesn't matter. You're going to be born and then you're going to die and that's it. I mean, there's no big thing in your life along that that spectrum. That's why people walk from Nicaragua and go through all that stuff. I mean, elsewhere
0: go. in the world, not the country.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. No. yeah. Any any place. They, yeah. they will walk and come up to this country because they know that there's, there's opportunities. opportunities here and it's the people that are living in this country that don't accept that how great it is. And but all you have to do is go see what, how the other people are living, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you'll figure it out. I mean, so as as they come here, it's it's not easy, but it's simple. And that's the difference. It's simple if you follow the steps. You visualize your goal. You visualize how you want your life to be. You visualize making enough money so that your money is working for you, so you don't have to do something for money. You can do something or not do it because it fits in your lifestyle of what you want. You set those goals, you develop a plan, then you implement your plan. You analyze how it's working and not working, how to do that, then it's Implement again and repeat the things that are working. Get rid of the things that aren't working. You get to success over happiness, and success and happiness should go together. I'm successful I've reached my goals. I've got my money working for me now I can go and do things in my own life I'm able to i I'm now spending approximately. I was about forty hours I'm about fifty hours a week of volunteer work because I don't have to work for money i mean could i use could my businesses use more money yes i and i get i hire people to to fix that that's what their their job is. but the idea is that I feel very happy and in the goals that I've reached. But I have downsized. so a lot of people say, Well, why don't you have a big house? Why don't you have a big this? Why don't you drive a new car? Because I don't like that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't have any need for any of that stuff. I did I have it at one time in my life? Oh yeah, I had all that stuff.
0: Yeah. And it goes back to happiness and yeah, success.
1: My 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 happiness comes from other sources than Oh, I got more stuff than you, and they say the the person the happiest person is the one that dies with the most toys. Well, I think that's pretty dumb, <laughs> yeah, I you know i mean i don't it does that doesn't interest me, but if it does interest somebody else and that's what their goals are, go for it. You want a hundred foot yacht because I have a little rowboat? I don't care you know okay. it that's what I want people to take away from our. From our theme, That's what I want the kids to take away from our program is that, A, they can have anything they want. And uh, what I would like to know, like to let people know, is that they can reach us at uh, Tom, reach me personally, Tom, at suncitycountryclub.org. You can write me. Um, I will get back to you usually within 24 hours Um I'm not gonna write a a, a big uh, epistle but <laughs> you'll get some succinct information back and I I look forward to working with anybody that wants to help us, particularly with this program that we're doing here. Golf and, golf program in schools. Uh we're also I'm I'm working with the Montessori school and working with autistic kids, uh for a golf program that we have for autistic kids. So we're incorporating. It. And by the way, our program is an all-inclusive program that will be uh, that we're offering in, in Peoria. Uh, there doesn't happen to be anybody on the spectrum right now, but we do have special needs teachers that have volunteered to help us okay. in that in that regard too. So it's a complete program, and we're just about out of time. And I want to say thank everybody for, for listening to us, and Terry, I'll let you sign Yeah, I,
0: I would say again, thank you for listening. If you're interested in assisting us with with the golf uh, program in schools, please contact Tom and, and get involved uh, with whatever you can and also look forward to the rewrite and his Chapter 7 in Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. If you haven't gotten it yet or haven't read it, I, I highly recommend that you get even the first edition. Yeah. So, Hopefully the two fit together well. Thank you for listening today. We want to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. We hope you'll join us next month. Uh, We're on at 9 a.m. live or the last Wednesday of the month or anytime on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe. In the meantime, feel free to comment and join us in the discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org. Once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours.
1: You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at
0: boomerandthebabe.com.